Welcome to Smiling Homeschooler Podcast. My name is Ben Wilson, and this week we talk about some of the most common mistakes that every homeschooler makes, including us. This is a great episode. But before we begin, we just want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for all their support of The Smiling Homeschooler. They're one of the best math curriculums around, and we believe they help more homeschoolers smile. So go check them out over at teachingtextbooks.com. But let's get started. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson. Well, hey, everybody. Uh, I am back from the hinterland up there in Alaska. Uh, My daughter Maggie and I just uh, spent the last weekend, plus a little bit extra, up in North Pole, Alaska. And let me just say, it's cold up there. It's always cold up there. Cold and snowy. And uh, I know we're all bracing for like a winter storm here. And I'm like, we're a bunch of babies compared to those people up in North Pole. Um, Their life is snow. They've got lots of it on the roads, on the houses. In fact, everything is kind of the color of snow. Just the, there's just snow everywhere. The sky is snow. Um, So, but it was a good time. Um, It's always encouraging to me to know that even in North Pole, Alaska, that homeschoolers face the same things we do. Um, Parents face the same thing we do. It doesn't matter where you're from. Or where you live it's it's really all the same but if you hey if you find yourself going up to uh north pole alaska just some highlights um we went to the santa claus house which apparently apparently north pole alaska was started in like the 50s i don't know if it was founded in the 50s but someone thought oh maybe we'll call this place north pole alaska and then we'll entice a toy maker to come and they can sell toys that were made in North Pole, Alaska. And uh, apparently they couldn't entice anybody, any toy makers, because there are no toy makers there. Um, but uh, there's a Santa Claus house is there. It's kind of like it's been a tourist tra- attraction since the 50s. It's super fun. Um, all the street lights, all the poles are white with red stripes, you know, and candy cane stripes. And the McDonald's, you know, post that holds up the big golden arches has a candy cane stripe up it. Um, it was it was pretty cool. But you talk about cold. Um, our hotel, I stayed at the North Pole Hotel, um, but you could look out the window and I could see a Safeway grocery store. And I mean, I'm looking out. I could also see the bank thermometer out there or, ga- or some kind of thermometer, digital. And it was like 22 below zero. And people are just going in and out like it's nobody's business. It was amazing. But a highlight was we went to... If you're ever in the Fairbanks area, make sure you, in the wintertime, because it's cool in the wintertime, go to China Hot Springs. The China Hot Springs, it was, it's it's a long way up there. This road is, I don't know, 50 miles. It took less two hours, I think, to get there um, because the road was so rough with all the ice on it. Um, but the road goes only to that place. Once it gets there, it stops. Um, so uh but you go out in this it was 15 below that that day we you know in our swimming suits we walk out this icy cold ramp um we put our towels on the railing snows all over it and then you step down in your swimming suit into this warm water and it was magical um you're surrounded by all these big rocks covered in snow and ice and you're in this super comfortable um super comfortable water um it was sounds you could stay there all day it was 
it was amazing walking part was it terrible and getting I, I out know. and walking back it was warmer when you got out because your skin's so warm yeah maybe your core was warm i don't know but it was a super cool experience and if you're ever up there make sure you look into the china hot springs um i think by. it's open all year round but i don't know if it'd be as cool you know during the middle of the summer yeah the middle of summer is only like a week so you know that's just crazy yeah i mean it sounds i guess kind of cool but i mean i would like to go to alaska at some point i guess but i don't know that i don't don't necessarily need more cold so i feel like i wouldn't go probably during the middle of the winter so uh, so you and sam are the only kids who've never been to alaska it's kind of sad i know it is kind of sad at some point but (laughs) Uh, so, uh, I was thinking, so the, the topic I came up with this a couple of weeks ago, we might've talked briefly about this before. Um, but, but that's okay. Cause we're going to cover these topics over and yes, over and over cause again. Cause they need to be, course. uh, right. Yeah. And I mean, uh, yeah. So I, the, the, the overall idea was, you know, whether it's new homeschoolers, old homeschoolers, uh, you know, veterans, it doesn't really matter. Uh, there's just things that I think every homeschooling person or who has been homeschooled, you know, sometimes falls into or falls prey to. I know we have and you have and, you know, our families have. Um, so I made a list and I know you made a list, I think, or hopefully you did, uh, yeah. if you ever remembered ahead of time. Uh, of just I kind did. of some of the common, you know, mistakes slash, uh, you know, tendencies that are wrong, I think, or can be wrong. Um, so do you want to just go back and forth? Do you want, you want me to start? Do you want to start? What do you got? I don't care. You can start or I can start. You tell me your, give me one of yours. All right. I put, um, let's see here. The, well, well, this one's a pretty straightforward one, I think. Uh, I think this is something that can happen to anyone. I think it's especially common when it, if someone's just starting out, but doing too much. Uh, I think that's a very easy one to slip into. I know, you know, almost every family has probably struggled with this at some point. So you want to do it all. You think you need to do it all, but you just can't do it all. And so everyone's miserable. Everyone's angry. And, you know, and it just it it just uh, wrecks the whole the whole everything. So, uh, you know, and we've talked about it many, many times, but just fighting that that tendency. It's okay not to do it all. And, uh, you know, try to avoid that because you're just not going to be able to achieve it. And life happens and when there's day to day is school. So you don't have to hit every single subject every single day. So that was my main one or one of my first ones. No, I mean, I I, I would have I had that one on my list as well. Um, And I would my it was along the same lines, but I had going too long. Yep. Um, Maybe like, uh, you know, I know I. I mean, because I hear these nightmarish stories um, from other homeschooled kids. They'll say, oh, man, I had to do school all all afternoon and into the evening, or I had to do it on the weekends or on Sunday. And I'm just like, man, that should not be. Moms, if you want to kill learning, that does it. Um, because I just do, do not believe going longer or like Ben said, do, covering too much increases the learning i think it does the exact opposite i mean if you've ever sat in a sermon uh the best sermons are not the hour and 15 minute sermons the best sermons are like 30 minutes 28 minutes something like that because you can kind of really focus on that and you know and then you learn and and beyond that i think it's just you know you're just you're really just 
deluding yourself right. that that your kids are learning and so and you know really if i could be you know even be as bold to say if it's taking you more than a couple hours you know especially with little kids you're spending too much time i mean if i had like a like if we had to start all over you know with first grade second grade it would be an hour maybe you know because it just doesn't uh it just doesn't work after that and even as your your older kids um you know even now our instructional time with our kids is is really just a couple hours even our kids in in high school um they still learn um you know because we don't like say hey now you can watch video games all or play video games all day because that that does stop the learning but you know you just let them figure out what they like to do whether that's building things in the garage or um painting or you know even just playing is really strong strong learning thing so my my big mistake would be uh just going too long yeah nope totally agree i i put uh that kind of same idea as doing 180 days um because i think a lot of people is like almost a religious thing is like it has to be 180 days and it is 180 days because it's 365 days uh and you get to determine that uh you know if they require records of doing it, then just put it all down. Like you don't have to, you know, it doesn't require a certain amount of time every day of certain, every subject. Usually, uh, you can, you can fill that in. And I think that can just be a huge discouragement for a lot of families and moms, uh, is that I, oh, I didn't get my days in, you know, which is, you know, it feels like a very obvious goal. I think a nice round number, but it just can, I think, can hurt a lot and it's it's just pointless in the grand scheme of things as we all saw two years ago when everything just got shut down and they're like whatever we'll just forget about it who cares you know because it doesn't really matter it's just an arbitrary number that they've set so um unless you know if you do have to keep track then just put down that you did it because you have if you've done life together and your child is learning um and kind of on that other thing i saw i don't know this is an unknown quote but this was from uh, great homeschool uh home, homeschool conventions posted this the other day i thought it was kind of a good quote it said i tried to teach my my child with books he only gave me puzzled looks i tried to teach my child with words they passed him often unheard despairingly i turned aside how should i teach this child i cried into my hands he put the key come he said play with me uh i thought that was just neat because uh that is the the key and that kind of builds off of some more ones that we're going to do here in a minute right, i think but right right what's your I next agree. one um maybe going too deep too fast uh again we've talked about it in the past but just thinking i've got a you know in order for learning to to be true learning it can't it can't really be fun uh you know you can't just read about monkeys you have to read about which kingdom phylum class species they are and i think again you know i just want learning to be fun and so i don't worry about going very deep uh, especially on 80% of the stuff you don't need to. I mean, a kid doesn't know, need to know, you know, all the different kinds of strata of clouds. I know we, again, think that we kind of pretend that that's real learning. Um, and I, I can remember doing it with Ben and, and Sam, you know, we made a little cloud diagram. and um, But maybe it would have been cooler just to talk about what clouds are or, you know, try to make steam in the middle of the winter or or whatever, just read a book about clouds, a fun book, a pretend book. Um, because I know that once you kind of ignite their 
interest, then they go that direction. Then they go deep. Like Ben, you know, I don't know. We didn't know he was a history kid from the beginning, but we would read these history books and then he would take it way farther than we ever intended to go with him. Um, and the same with other subjects as well. Yeah, I kind of put on one similar to that. I just put thinking algebra matters or, you know, you can fill in the the other, you know, subject. But it's not that all subjects don't matter. It's just that, you know, if you think that is all that does matter, then you're wrong and <laughs> you're just going to uh, potentially lose the true purpose of all of this and why you do what you do. And I think it's easy to get stuck in the weeds of I have to teach them this language or I have to teach them. Uh, they have to be incredibly good at spelling or they have to be great at being able to do geometry or whatever. And in the grand scheme of things, that is pretty, you know, meaningless, a lot of that stuff. Um, and is not the real goal. Um, you know, and along with that, my next one would be, uh, you make the mistake that you think that experts know more than you do. Um, uh, you know, because, somebody has i've been accused like lots of times and i'm good with it they'll say well you just you always pick on math or you always pick on you know english and i i don't mean to just pick on those i really would like to pick on all of them because i just feel like there's so much that people have told us that those things matter when they they really don't um you know people say oh you the only way to understand language is to be able to diagram a sentence that is baloney, you know, that's not true. Um, or, you know, I'm not against algebra, but if, if your kid struggles in algebra, you know, either find a good a, a, a program like teaching textbooks that teaches it, or you can decide my kid's not gonna need algebra, so we're not gonna do algebra. You know, you know what your kids need. Um, and I don't believe anybody who says, well, I don't know what my kids need. And, I, and I'm thinking, how can you not know? Do you like live in a cave? Uh, you know, I mean, think of the things that are important to you. Is reading important to you? Yes. Then you should teach your kids to read. You know, is adding and subtraction important to you? Yeah. So you want to teach your kids to add and subtract. Multiplication? Yeah. Division? Yeah. Fractions? Some? Yeah, sure. Um, how about reading a tape measure? Yeah, that, I do that. Um, but then you get to other things like how about theorems? Is that important? I don't think so, you know, unless you're going to go into that and for a few, few small percentage, they will. So again, I think, you know, you know, as much as the experts, especially about your family, you may not know about everybody's kids and you don't have to worry about anybody else's kids. All you have to worry about is your kids. I think that's key is, you know, it's never that that stuff's wrong or bad or, you know, whatever. It's like you can teach all that. It's just some people, I think it's easy to think that it's overly, like it's too important. You know, as if you want to do it and it works out, great. But if it doesn't happen, it's nothing to, you know, some people get so stressed over that. I mean, we've talked to literally probably hundreds of women who, you know, and um, families that think they're just failing because of those things. And in reality, that is not a good indication of if they're, you know, doing a good job or not. Um, and I have one on that, which is just, and we've talked about this a ton of times, but is grades, same deal. If you just think the grades at all that matters, then, um, you know, 
it's it's just it's just wrong. I mean, it's it's been proven. There's so many different things that you know talk about that's not a good indicator of it. You know your kids if you feel like they're doing okay, where they're you know learning and they're excited to do that, then that is all that you need to worry about. Um, and again. A lot of people think that their states require everything to be graded and all that. A lot of it is just, is just you filling it out or you put it, keeping track. You don't have to actually show proof of work, quote unquote, you know. So, again, know your state for sure. But a lot of those people kind of say things. It's just not necessarily true. So, um, but, you know. Either way, it shouldn't be your true indicator of if it's if you know if you're doing okay or not. And really, along with that, I think is thinking that you know that every kid is going to be, you know, if you want to give a grade, say you give uh, an A for those kids who get good in math, those who did good in whatever subject. The truth is, not all your kids are going to be good in all the subjects. You know, you cannot. There are some kids who aren't math kids. There are some kids who aren't history kids. There are some kids who can't draw. There are some kids who can't sing. There are some kids, and that's okay. You know, I don't. I think we've kind of fallen prey that all our kids have to be A'd a students in everything they do and i i just don't think that's true because it's not true yeah um let's see yeah someone uh, amanda said in here sometimes i think to myself would god care if they knew this and i think that is a great mm. rule of thumb to and teach your kids too i mean um something i definitely think about a lot is you know sometimes i'll feel that pull of whether it's you know job or money or whatever else it is and be like in the grand scheme of things, is this something that God's going to look at and be like, I'm really, I held you higher than someone else because I made a little bit less money than they do or a lot of less money than they do. Like, is that anything, you know, he cares about. And I think the same would be said about does. algebra, you know, or whatever else. So, um, Maybe real quick here, I just want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks uh, for all their support of the Smiling Homeschooler. You know, we've worked with them for multiple years now, but we've used their products for literally over a decade, and uh, we love we love what they are and who they are. They're a great team of people. Uh, they make a great, uh, great curriculum that works and helps uh, homeschoolers smile more uh, because it takes some of the stress and some of the frustration out of uh, math time, which can be a pretty tough one for a lot of people. So they have a free trial over on their website, teachingtextbooks.com, and we encourage you to check them out. Um, I put, uh, let's hear, not going to homeschooling conventions. I think that's a huge mistake that a lot of people don't do. Uh, Not only for, you know, your sake, but I think for other people's sake, you know, because the more homeschoolers that go there, I think it just really helps encourage everyone. Um, but yeah, you should go because there's so many good speakers. There's a lot of great curriculum. And then there's just a lot of other people who are like-minded in the same boat as you. And that is just an amazing thing. So uh, mm-hmm. it's coming that season here in a couple months. So you should definitely find your local ones and and also support them. I mean, if nothing else, it's it's the homeschool community needs the homeschool community, you know? So uh, I think it's important to help the other people like dad's business, you know, and there's hundreds of other ones out there that, uh, you know, they rely on homeschoolers because, and homeschoolers need them as well. So, and I would say, especially this year, you know, I know like last year was kind of the same, but they, they weren't full tilt. Um, there are, there are lots of conventions that have been strong. COVID was just a smack in the face and the way the world responded to that by shutting down the world um and they they really need you to come um so 
you know, maybe you've been thinking, well, I don't know. Can I just encourage you like Ben did that, that maybe you would do that not only for them, but I know you'll be encouraged as well, because I don't think we ever went to a convention even before we started doing them that we didn't come away, not transformed or rejuvenated necessarily totally, but it's just so nice to be be around a bunch of other homeschoolers just like us. And again, there are a lot of moms who need to hear from you, you know, rub shoulders with you and find out that it's okay. Yeah. Well, my next mistake was, uh, you know, that I, I was a comment that I saw a mom make in one of our Facebook posts uh, just within the last, I think last week, maybe. And she said, uh, you know, I just want to be, I just want to make sure I do a good job so my kids are prepared for whatever is before them. Um, and and really, I, I've heard that before, and I'm not sure that I agree with it all the way. I agree, you know, you, you don't want to get have your kid get out of your high school and say, well, I, I don't know how to read, you know, because I think we will have done them a disservice, even though there are kids who can't read. I mean, that's just the way it goes. I mean, they're not broken. They're just the way God made them. Um, but, you know, you can't, cannot prepare them for every life choice. You know, I know moms will say, well, I want to cover all these things, even though I don't think they're ever going to use them, but they might change their mind and they might want to be a doctor one day. And I've said to them, so do you think they'll ever be a doctor? And they'll say, no, I don't, but they might change their mind. You know, that's not your job as a mom, because what if your your kid wants to be a, I don't know, an ice ballet person? You don't have to give them ice skating lessons just so that one day they might change their mind and want to be in the ice ballet or, you know, I mean, you just can't cover everything. So I think you give them the basics. And then if they get to a point in their life where they go, you know, I really want to be a doctor now, then you go, okay, be a doctor, you know, do whatever it takes to get there. And there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, there's everything right with it. And at the same time, then if they don't, then you've covered all these things, put a lot of pressure on your kids for things that they're not even using, which to me feels like a waste of time. Which that's the cool thing about humans is we're pretty good at adapting, you know? And so it's like if there is something where your kid needs to use it down the road as an adult or whatever, they'll figure it out or learn it or whatever. You just need to, again, the learning is the more important part. Uh, I mean, you learn it in like a fraction of the time. I mean, if, if Ben wanted to be a doctor, he could learn, he could catch up in a year, you know, and then do whatever. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Well, I don't uh, know Roger that. Smith said right. not going outside. I think that's that's good. Uh, oh, that's a good but, one. Um, he said a lot of their learning they did while, you know, planting trees or digging holes or, mm. you know, whatever. So um, totally good. I, I put uh, giving up. I think that's a mistake that a lot of people make. Uh, it's just, they just don't think they can do it. And, uh, you know, whether it's their kids are in high school, they're just tired. Uh, you know, I mean, it's every, everyone's been through it. Everyone's experienced it, but a lot of people just can't, they just stop, you know? And I think that's a mistake. You know, obviously I think there are scenarios where that is not a mistake. It's not every person who ever stops homeschooling is wrong, but, um, I think a lot of them are. So, uh, don't, you know, don't. Don't listen to the lie that just says you can't do it or your kid needs sports or your kid needs friends that, you know, in school or whatever it is, especially this day and age. Hopefully that's been pretty obvious the last couple of years. Um, just, you know, don't give up unless, again, God has made that clear to you. But 
Um, well, I'm gonna my next one. Uh, I didn't I didn't know Roger was listening, but Roger, this is something your wife Jan said. Jan Smith, we had her on the show um, way back towards the beginning, but she she made a comment. She said it was almost like a prayer. She said, "God, if you've called me to homeschool, then you're gonna have to do this." You know. Because I think one of our mistakes is thinking that it's all up to me to get my kids there, um, you know, and it's not it's not your job is to love your children and do the best you can at preparing them for life and help them to love God along the way. And, you know, God is God said he wasn't going to finish. God said he would finish what he started. And I believe he will do that in your children as well. So that takes a lot of pressure off me. It should take a lot of pressure off of you that uh, even if you have gaps, that's okay. God can fill those in. He does all the time. Yeah, because I mean, otherwise, that is an incredible burden to have to be 100% all on you. It's only you, nothing else. Uh, And obviously, that's not the story of the Bible because, you know, we can't do anything without him. So uh yeah re- trying to and, but i know that. a lot of moms who feel that pressure again yeah. that oh yeah pressure everyone of, feels it in some way I mean, parenting in general i mean i think is that right. pressure yeah um but yeah totally um i i mean yeah building off that my la- one of my last ones was just for getting relationship uh which again we've t- we've covered that we've said this even tonight multiple ways but is forgetting that the relationship part is the most important part of the whole thing you know whether it's and and honestly it's just in parenting and a relationship between your kids and you and us and you know our parents not the school i mean that's that's great and that's secondary and all that but uh the relationship part i think is so easy to to lose sight of you know when we were you know, I know we felt it sometimes, you know, when it's just everyone's this chaos. You've got, you know, everyone's arguing, everyone's fighting, whatever it is, you know, you're trying to teach. Uh, it just, it's just a lot. And so it can be really easy to just, uh, you know, forget about the relationship and just think about what we've all talked, you know, what we've talked about grades and, uh, you know, that this matters and I got to get this done and I have this much time. And and again, totally legitimate feelings because it just feels it can get so overwhelming with everything and taking care of keeping your kids alive and, you know, and everything else. But uh, the relationship is what counts and is what the awesome gift that homeschooling is. Yeah. And I'm going to give my last one, which was kind of based on my last, my, my one that was just previous is that you can't ruin your kids. You know, you're not going to ruin your kids. Um, uh, cause I, again, that, that pressure of thinking that it's all up to you is an incredible pressure. And once you kind of relinquish that, then you can kind of smile again. You can enjoy your kids. You don't have to work all the time. Um, you don't have to worry if you missed a day or you forgot to teach a subject or they didn't master something um, that it, that God, again, God's got your children and he's got you. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good place to maybe call it at night. Um, I think we should be back uh, next week. You don't have anything coming up speaking wise nope. in the next couple weeks. Cool. Nope. Well, then we'll try to be back again. Also, if you uh, before dad does our, you know, kind of our closing, uh, if you ever have a, you know, something you want us to cover or a topic question, uh, feel free to message us over on Facebook. Or a we'd, person to talk to, if you, know, or, you know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but we'd always, you know, always looking for new things to talk about or cover on the podcast. So we'd appreciate it. <clears throat> but, Dad, let's uh, call it an evening. 
Well, I will say uh, as we get ready to wrap up, um, I know the weatherman has said it's supposed to, we're supposed to have snow, the, the winter storm of 2022. <laughs> and I know I'm going to be disappointed when I wake up in the morning. But if you get a good snow tomorrow, or even if you don't, uh, take advantage of those special times hand delivered by God that kind of say, hey, let's slow down today. So if you get a good snow tomorrow, make don't do school. Do something fun. Make a puzzle. Um, sit around. You know, I don't know. I don't know what else you do. On go outside and build a snowman or trump around in the snow. Or I was talking to my daughter Catherine, and she she was saying, "Oh, if you get a big snow, maybe you can walk up to Dollar General, which is like three blocks, four blocks from our house that we did when the kids were little." Um, and she says that was so much fun, and that was you know. 20 years ago or or maybe not quite you know so those are the things that um we remember forever and those are the things that make you smile so have a great week i hope you get a lot of snow wherever you are unless you're in north pole alaska and then you don't want any snow and have a great week and jan smith i know it's probably really cold down there uh a damp cold at uh, 57 but uh enjoy it as well and don't forget to smile Thank you for listening to another episode of The Smiling Homeschooler. We appreciate all of our listeners, and we hope this episode encouraged you this week. Also, again, thank you to Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring The Smiling Homeschooler. You can go check out a free trial of their awesome math curriculum over on their website, teachingtextbooks.com. Have a great week, and as always, keep smiling.